we're, we're presented by uh, Sigs and Doors this episode. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Do you play in the NFL? What's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first picks edition of Honey, I Cover the Spread for the 2022-2023 NFL season. I'm your host, C-Mac, joined always by Foley. Foley, we have made it to another NFL season. Let's roll. I'm ready. Day three. Uh, been going well. I felt like the first night was a little rocky. Last night, I felt like we had a groove, and now we're going we're gonna to turn this week one winners. Love it. And we were just talking about putting on a persona for the podcast, and I feel like I just did it right there. This is my normal speaking voice. This is, this is what we're going to go with for the rest of this podcast, hopefully. But uh, all right, so just a little precursor here. We're not really going to talk about a ton of props because for some reason we really can't find any on our, our sports books right now. Mm. So it's mostly going to be lines and whatnot. But let's. Uh, you want to just get right into it? Yeah, I guess um, overall, as far as like the the format of all this, we're we're just gonna pretty much give out picks like we did last year, and then what we'll do is we'll we'll each give out a lock, if you will, um, a parlay. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of be like a parlay thing. We'll keep a record on that, and um, I guess also you want to do like a one v one type of like survivor pool thing. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, see how see who can make it the the furthest. Um, just talk through them because I think everyone does that now. So it's worth, um, and as I, I know, we were both looking at it for this week and it's very tough. So we could talk through it. But um, like you said, the props I really have are for tomorrow night, um, which I will tell you, you might like this. I have, I'm doing a draft, fantasy draft for people here in Boston um, at 530, right into the, the, the first game of the week. You like that or you dislike that? I don't know. I, I don't know. The idea is guys get together, right? Drinks, food, and then you, you, you kind of draft, turn it right into the game type of thing. Okay. I'll one-up um, you. I have a hockey game at 9 tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, God. <laughs> Cancel it. <laughs> Playoff game. <laughs> well, speaking of tomorrow, let's, let's get into it. We well, got let's, let's the go. Rams. Defending Super Bowl champs, which I'm not even sure. I haven't heard anything about like the pregame. You know what's going on. I'm, you know, I, you would think I know by now how they do this. I don't how think they have any go. fucking real fans. No offense if any of our fans are Ram listeners, but it's fair. They it's move. Fair. Well, they move halfway across the country, and then that's all plastic tinsel town anyway. More than um, Chargers, at least. Yeah, but I mean, Chargers couldn't right. sell out a uh, soccer stadium. Yeah, we have more listeners for this podcast than I think the Chargers have fans <laughs> that, that go to their games. Just, just in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, uh, Rams are hosting the Bills. Um, Bills opened as slight favorites. I mean, the unanimous Super Bowl favorites, the Bills, this year. 
Um, the hype cannot get any any bigger with them. But they're into LA. They're laying two and a half currently with a total of 52. I'm going to let you start us off. I So I don't have a play yet, but I am just staring at this 52 and a half. I'm like, how is this going to go over? I mean, you have from last year, the number one ranked defense who just added Von Miller. So it's a Von Miller revenge game. Mm. But anyway, it's, it's the number one defense. I think the Rams were top five. I mean, I, the under, it, it feels like offenses are usually a little rusty too in the beginning. I don't know if that's the case. It just feels like that just from the eye test for me. So I, I would lean that 52 and a half under. I don't know if I'm going to take it just yet. Plus, you do figure it is the first game of the, the season. I don't know what they're doing pregame, like you said, but they are doing something pregame. Do they get their ranks tomorrow? That's, that's I'm assuming so. Uh, we should know this. I'm, I'm sure it's the same thing every year, but um, I'm assuming they're doing the ring thing and all that pregame. They raised the banner, um, definitely. So, I mean, that's going to be a whole process. That's probably going to throw off some pregame, some pregame routines. I think they're going to come out sluggish. And I, I think these defenses are good enough where I, I, I think they get some stops. I mean, that seems like a high number for, for two teams that are probably going to rely on their defenses a decent amount this year. Yeah, so I'm I'm leaning Rams here, uh, catching the two and a half. I'm, I doubt we see a three, but I'm holding out hope before I put anything in. Um, pretty simple here. I think, um, you know, feeding the hype train with the Bills early on. Um, super, you know, defending Super Bowl champs in the Rams at home, catching almost a field goal right now. Uh, and really when you compare the teams, like, you know, Rams offense versus Bills defense, I like that matchup just as much as, Bill's offense versus Rams defense. Um, yeah. You know, Bill's O-line is nothing special, and obviously they have no one in the middle who's going to be able to match with Donald. Um, on the outside, you got Ramsey, and Davis White's not playing. No. Um, so, Cup should eat, and Allen Robinson, who I'm obviously a big fan of by now, if you, if you haven't heard. Uh, they should eat. I don't see them being able to, to cover those two guys. And you know, on the other end, I mean, the, the Bills' schedule last year was very bad. I mean, the defense was ranked number one for the analytics. But, I mean, you know, think about the, the, the um, uh, opponents they faced last year. They faced the Patriots three times. One of them was in that monsoon where they threw it three times. So, yep. like, that helps your analytics, right? Oh, um, they faced the Jets twice, Tua twice. I know they faced the Jags. I don't have it up in front of me. But you go down the list, it's kind of like, you know, this defense is just, I think, not as good number one ranked defense would be um, going on the road. I don't think many Bills fans are making the trip out there. Um, unbelievable fan base. Oh, well, I don't know, that's dude. A, that's a blue collared city. You're, you know, you're taking the trip out there and then, you know, school just started back up. You tell me you're taking kids are taking off from school this early in the year. I don't know. Brother, city. Bro, I don't know. I Now they're going to, they're going to stick out like a sore thumb, but I think they're going to travel pretty well. But have we ever said the Bills fans travel well? I've never really felt I that. I feel it's like more they so. Do. I I don't think they travel well. I think it's more so they're just a super rowdy bunch at home, kind of like they Seattle. Tra- they traveled well in MetLife. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not um you know it's a New York obviously based stadium. I don't think they're going across the country, and and I don't blame them. I wouldn't. Um, 
so I, I think it, you know, Rams should have the home field advantage and, um, you know, just in general, new play caller for the bills. We, D- Dable might've been the mastermind behind the whole thing. It definitely wasn't McDermott. It was not McDermott. So we got to wait and see. There could be some rust. They got to shake off, figure some things out. And they're now they're laying almost a field goal against the Rams. Uh, coaching advantage, Rams. Quarterback advantage, you know, it's close enough, but you give it to the Bills. Everything else, though, give me the Rams. So um, sign me up. Uh, I'm, as of right now, I'm waiting. We'll, uh, we'll, when we get up the official number, I'm hoping to see a three. It's two and a half right now. I can't imagine they uh, but I'll definitely using the rooms up. So as of now, what we're going to mark down Rams plus two and a half and then um, Caesar Lake. All right. Just an FYI, home team, uh, Super Bowl rating champs in the first game of the season the last 16 years against the spread is 10, five and one. Okay. So just a little stat there for you. But uh, yeah, it should be good. We're excited to have that back, and that's a that should be a great game uh, to 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 kick us off here. Right, and we'll have to tweet out any sort of props because you know I was looking at Allen Robinson props, Isaiah McKenzie, but everything's gone right now for me. So uh, and you as well. So we'll have to uh, circle back on that. And get a fucking MVP line <laughs> on Fanduel. I don't know what we're doing, but I can get if <laughs> fucking Kirk Cousins is going to throw over. 30 touchdowns and have whatever. Mm-hmm. Stupid. It's you. stupid. FanDuel, figure it out. I feel you. All right, on to Sunday. Game number one, Baltimore visiting the New York Jets. Joe Flacco officially starting. Um, not a surprise to no one, but I would say the announcement of how long Wilson is definitely going to be out is a little bit strange. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but it went from possibly playing week one to now he's can't play before week four. So, um, so that was – so. The original, I, I know the Jets said two to four weeks originally, but everybody else that wasn't the Jets was like, this is a four to six week injury, mm-hmm. which is what I, I took it as. Um, they definitely were going to rush him back. The only weird thing I find about this is the fact that they say he possibly could play week one. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's, it's not until week four. Wouldn't, if, you, if you're trying to play mind games with, the other teams, which I assume this was about the entire time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just take it week by week and just keep saying he might play? Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand this whole the whole energy around Wilson and the Jets is just even this whole charade is just that weird to me. Like it's almost negative. I don't know what it's just like they're they're it, it's so clearly them trying to like play mind games, but it's like you know what I mean? I don't even know how to explain it. It's like when someone really stupid is clearly trying to do something that makes them look smart, and it's just we can all see it. Yeah, yeah, we, so, yeah exactly. exactly. So it's just weird. It's a bad look for Salah, you know, specifically, because he's the one sitting up there saying all this shit. But um, what I found interesting also was that the line was seven, the announcement came out, and it moved to seven and a half. Uh, yeah. You know, it did... Were there people out there that who really thought a Wilson was going to play, and then b that Wilson is an upgrade to Flacco, as of right now? Uh, I was con- well because it started it, it opened at six, right, and then mm-hmm. Zach had his injury, and then I think it, it went up to six and a half or seven. And yeah, I, I I don't know. It was a weird line movement. I don't know why it would go over seven when the books clearly had Flacco in there with that number, right. but. 
I'm 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 going to tell you right now. I'm putting the Jets and the Giants in a parlay. And spread, it, spread, yeah, seven and a half for the Jets and five and a half for the Giants. Okay. There's only really one reason. It's Sunday's nine eleven. You got to support the boys. You got to support the New York teams. And wow. we're putting them in a parlay for that reason. Shame on me for not even noticing that. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, I think it should be. I actually think it's it it should be a decent game between them. I, I mean, the Jets last year had the worst run defense in the league, I believe. All the Ravens want to do is run. Jets really upgraded their secondary. So, I mean, just on paper, it would seem like a very bad matchup for the Jets defense. I guess we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to if Flacco can, can move the ball because you do not want to be – going three and out against that Ravens team, and then they just run 14 straight misdirection run plays against you on the way back down. So so we'll see. But, yeah, I'm taking them in, in that seven-and-a-half parlay there. Hey, I don't hate that. I'm staying away. Uh, I got nothing to say here. I'm excited to see Gardner against Bateman. Um, but besides that, nothing. Uh, Baltimore, we've said in the past, likes to beat down on bad teams. It feels like it could be one of those spots, but – then again, they're on the road, which is always tricky. And I don't know if Flacco's necessarily a downgrade. I really don't at this point. Um, I don't think he's, he's I, guess, I don't think he's a point and a half downgrade. I'll say that. <laughs> right. Especially around that seven number. Definitely see them staying close. And uh I am looking at Baltimore as a little survivor pick, though. Just um, I got it written down over here. That's fair enough. Um but we'll move on here to Atlanta hosting New Orleans. Another game with some line movement. It opened three and a half, and now New Orleans is laying five and a half. Total of 42 and a half. What do you got here? I don't have a pick here. It, I would lean New Orleans, I think. I, I, I think that defense is I, I, I think that defense is very good, and I, I think Mariota is going to struggle. I think Drake London finally came back to practice, but, I mean, he hasn't practiced the last three weeks, so – Besides him, you have really pits there, right? So, I mean, if if Mariota and and London are on the same page and then you just have pits, I mean, as good as that Saints defense is, they're not going to struggle to, I think, shut down pits. So then what do you have? It's It seems like it's going to be – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I, I would definitely lean the Saints here. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, low-scoring game, I was leaning under um... – I was also leaning Atlanta uh, just because I'm thinking of a low scoring, you know, you know, just typically lower scoring games. And you got a team like five and a half, your mind goes to the dog, but not enough to play anything here. I think uh, really hard to get a read on either team. You got New Orleans without uh, Peyton and Jameis, and you got obviously Atlanta with Mariota now. So it's really hard to even get a feel for what's going on. Um, I saw Drake London should play. He was, he was running rounds today. So that's, that's good for Atlanta. Um, but yeah, overall, I liked maybe if you got the three and a half early, but five and a half, I'm, I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. Especially because we both think it's going to be low scoring and it's a divisional mm-hmm. and these two teams clearly don't like each other. So yeah, I mean, it, it is a, it is a big number on the road in a division game with, I mean, let's be honest, these two teams aren't offensive juggernauts. So it, it is a big number. I agree with you there. I think so. A lot is like, it's pretty buried on the depth chart, so I'm not sure how much burn he's going to get week one. Um, 
so just something to keep an eye on as well as we kind of see a lot of these rookies um, start the year off pretty low on the depth chart. And that goes for Garrett Wilson as well, right? Curious to see how much he plays. Yes, but, he uh, is behind Barrios on the official depth chart. So, okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, we're heading over to, or heading down south to the scorching hot Miami. They are hosting the Patriots. They are laying three and a half. It was at two and a half when it opened. It is now at three and a half. Um, total of 46 and a half. I'll start. I was leaning Miami. Um, kind of going back and forth on this. Really just don't like what I've seen from New England so far. I do think they figure things out as the year goes on. But as of right now, I, I do feel like they're a little bit discombobulated. And, you know, we know how teams do early in the year in Miami when it's super hot. I think I looked it up earlier. It's 90 degrees. They were supposed to be rather. Uh, so I would love to lay Miami here, but three and a half. That's once again, it's just I'm, I'm not going to look at that bet some morning and feel good about that as of right now. So I'm, I'm going to stay off this one for now. Yeah, I agree with you. I leave Miami. I was thinking of possibly putting them in a, in some sort of money line parlay um, as we are closer to Sunday. I think the heat is going to play a factor. It always seems to, um, especially in Miami and early on in the year. I I think the Patriots are going to struggle early on, especially on defense with that J.C. Jackson and and uh, Donta um, Hightower. I mean, those were two leaders on that defense that you know was was decent last year. And now they're gone, and it's. I think it's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process. Miami's going to be ready to go with with uh, all their additions: Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill, uh, the the running backs, Mostert and Edmonds. So, and then the new coach, obviously. So, definitely lean Miami here. Uh, they've beat the Patriots last three meetings. So, yeah, I it, it, the three and a half scares me a little bit. Two and a half, I, I definitely think take. But three and a half, I probably will try to put them in like a money line parlay. Maybe I'll tease them. Yeah. No, I think um, New England has always seemed to show Miami. One of those weird things. And, uh, you know, you can make an argument for both sides here. You could definitely talk me into taking uh, Belichick getting three and a half points in week one, Um, which week one is typically you would like to think is kind of a preparation type of thing, right? Who could be more prepared uh, with the whole offseason and and whatnot. So, uh, See, I don't even think of them. I don't even know if I think about it like that because I feel like there's you can watch all the tape you want, but I feel like coaches adapt so much season to season that you know, I I guess you could but I don't even think Belichick's week one record is that good. I know they lost last last year in Miami at home in week one. Now that was Mac Jones' first start, but I don't know if it's so much preparation as trying to adapt kind of mid game to see what, what the team's actually doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of in preparation from a, like, what are you trying to do standpoint? Not gotcha. so much but to your point. Yeah. Like not, but you're right. I mean, um, also rookie coach for Miami. We've got to mention that that's huge. Yes. So to bet a rookie head coach uh, in his first game against Belichick and laying more than a field goal is something I'm once again, not rushing to do. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I said it more by uh you know, what what they want to be, their identity as a team. Although, like I said in the beginning, everything we've seen from preseason and, and reports at a training camp is they have no identity. They don't know what's going on. So, but that wouldn't surprise me if that was a belt. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I just, you can't believe that shit. 
when it comes to him. Uh, so I'm going to pass on that. Uh, I'm assuming you have nothing. Nothing. We will move on to Carolina. Baker Mayfield revenge game. He's playing the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett starting. Carolina is now laying one and a half with a total of 42. And C-Mac, do we get the Baker who comes out and balls to a degree and kind of shuts people up? Or do he kind of take this whole revenge spot too seriously like it seems like he could and try to do too much? In the words of the great Nick Chubb, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, I'll tell you what I know. I just don't know. I don't know. but. He said that today or something. It was something along those lines. But I'm on the Panthers. I am on them. uh, You still have one and a half? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm on them one and a half. I I think Baker does enough. I think he's going to be – he is going to be jacked up. I do just however think – with Brissett back there, I mean, Brissett doesn't turn the ball over. They're going to try to run the ball. Can they stop them? I think they can stop them enough. And then with with a healthy CMC, Baker, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, we'll throw Robbie Anderson in there, God bless him. I think they have enough to get it done um, at home. And, yeah, I, I think the, the Baker Mayfield era starts off on a, on a pretty good foot here. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, Cleveland in general, you know, it's – I would look under here, I guess, because, yeah. you know, they're going to try to run the ball, right? And um, that O-line's sick for Cleveland. If they can control the clock and then, you know, Baker's trying to do things too, too much, you could definitely see where this gets away from Carolina. However, it feels like a game Carolina should win, right? I think this will get, we'll get a good yes. read on Carolina right here, right off the bat. Like, take care of business here, get the win, and okay, well, let's let things are going. I lose this game. It's going to be a long season. Um, although I do wonder, I mean, the Baker trade doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I mean, how, how, what's that? You know what I mean? Is he, no way he's up to speed on the playbook or am I going crazy? It uh, feels like it was like a month ago they traded for him. It was at least a month ago. Yeah. I don't um, know. He's looked good in preseason in, right. in the, in the cameos that he's had. I, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's picked it up pretty well. I mean, I haven't seen him in a progressive commercial in a while, so. <laughs> or Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> oh i well, forgot to um, say at the beginning of the episode uh you know what i'll just put it in after never mind i'll edit it in. what were you gonna say six indoors um six they're running indoors. A, yeah they're running a sale of merchandise they just got a uh, new hat so check out That's that nice. instagram page very nice very nice um cool we will move on to cincinnati they are hosting pittsburgh mitch trubisky officially the starter here we have the Cincinnati Bengals laying six and a half with a total of 44 and a half. I will start off for us and I will be riding Pittsburgh here. Um, give me the six and a half points. I did the same thing last year against Pittsburgh. Uh, once again, I don't think it gets much worse than big Ben. Uh, the old line might get exposed more throughout the year because they won't throw the ball quickly. Like big Ben was pretty much hut, throw the ball, hut, throw the ball. Um, he probably tries to, Tries to use his legs a little bit more, but um, Super Bowl hangover. I think I have the numbers over here, or I have the numbers somewhere. They have a horrible record. Um, teams who play in the Super Bowl, or teams who lose the Super Bowl week one against the spread, uh, something like four and 13 or something. 
plus 17 years. So uh, I'm just going to take the points with Tomlin once again. Not going to get into the X's and O's too much. Uh, although that D-line should wreak havoc uh, mm-hmm. on that Bengals O-line. Uh, so I like that. And you know what? Just stay within the six and a half. I, I could see them losing by six, but you know what? I'll still cash that. What do you got here? Yeah, I don't. I was leaning uh, the Steelers as well. Um, I think the the Bears are going to struggle. I think it's going to be – it should be a pretty low-scoring game, I think. I mean, that 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 Bears offensive line is just so bad. The strength of, of Pittsburgh is definitely their D-line. Bengals? Bengals, you mean? Did you say Bengals? Yeah, it was not Bears. Oh, jeez. You thought the Bears were laying six and a half? <laughs> I wasn't even listening. <laughs> This is good radio. Um, you know what it is, dude. I'm looking at <laughs> at the wrong game up on my screen. Um, I'm still leaning. I'm still leaning Pittsburgh there. Um, right. It it just seems like a lot for. I know I know Pittsburgh's not good, but they beat the Bengals last year, right? Every game feels close with these. Every game in the AFC North feels close. Anytime I feel like you get a team that's getting closer to a touchdown, you take that team just because mm. th- this division just. They all play. They play close to each other. Play down to the right. level. Play up to the level. So yeah, I, and I think with 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 Joey Burrow and his appendicitis and all that, I, I know he's been back at practice for like last two weeks or something. But he might be a little rusty there. He's a little, little rusty with a little lack of uh, practice time. And yeah, a little Super Bowl hangover too. It might be hard to get the juices going. So I, I like Pittsburgh there. I was leaning them as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, was looking at maybe some uh, Najee props. I gotta, I gotta check them out. Some some reception style prop because uh, I could see them playing from behind, and uh, you know, dip, Dinkin and Duncan. That back door is gonna be open though. Let's put it that way. Late in the game, I could see a, a you know a ten point game, pitcher ball. Uh, four minutes left. Just got Just gotta get in. Just gotta get in the end zone. But yeah, I, I could totally see it. I could totally see it. <laughs> we'll move on here to Chicago hosting San Fran. Justin Field and Trey Lance battling uh, after both being top picks in the draft last year. We have San Fran laying seven on the road and a total of 40 and a half. Start us off. Yeah, I I don't know how to read this game. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm, like, I, I'm almost thinking... I was thinking Niners and and Denver for Survivor. I just don't know. Am I ready to put my faith and and pretty much season for the Survivor on the line here with Trey Lance? I think I I think it's probably the better play just because I don't even think it's as much Trey Lance as as Shanahan and that defense against against the Bears. Mm. It's it's just it's hard for me to pull the trigger right now. I'm not even thinking about spread. I was thinking more money line, but it, they should like in theory, the Niners on paper are so much better than the bears. It's just the away game and it being such a like Trey Lance. I don't think has a very long leash because they brought Jimmy G back. So I, I don't know how it's going to play out. I think he's going to play a little tight, but. I don't think the I don't think the Niners should have any problem winning this game, so I'll probably take them in Survivor. You know what? I'm going to take them in Survivor. Just right. I, I'm going to take them. There it is. There it is. I, w- I was looking at them as a teaser leg as well. 
Um, overall, I think the only way I'm looking at this is maybe like a Chicago team total under. Um, trying to do the math in my head here on what that's going to shoot out to be. I don't think they I have anything on my sites yet. Let me take a quick peek. I'm thinking around like 16. That sound about right to you? Uh, it would be around, yeah, it would be, they probably think it's going to be 24, 17. Right. right. Or, yeah, 23 and a half, um, 16 and a half. It's going to be, it's going to be under, yeah. you can't really have 17 of them. But um, I'm thinking maybe an under there. I just don't, I don't see them being able to score uh, at all, even not just this week, this year. Uh, I do wonder if, you know, week one, do you kind of out all the stops to try to get the season going on the right foot trick play wise, but I don't even know if that's necessarily a good thing either. But, um, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, there is a six and a half out there at fan, fan six and a half. Mm. Definitely looking at that because that Chicago defense should be bad. That offense should be bad. So, Really just need Trey Lance to be semi-decent. And um, we don't know if he's that, if he's horrible, if he's terrific. So uh, we'll see. I'm staring at the six and a half, though. It's a little bit juicy, minus 120. But uh, that's what I'm looking at, or, or a team total under here. I got it. Moving on to the two, uh, I would say, darlings of the offseason, out of a handful of them this year. We have Chicago, or I'm sorry, we have Detroit hosting Philly. Uh, Philly's laying four on the road, total of 48 and a half. Uh, my first reaction to this is that the, it seems like a, a a smidge too many points. What do you? Yeah, I I thought that as well. It, it seemed a little fishy to me. Um, especially with them being at the lines. I mean, is there a team in the NFL right now whose fan base wants a successful season more than the Lions right now? Right, right. No, I mean, I, I would say. We talked about possibly Dan Campbell, his whole stick wearing off, but it won't. It won't week one. It won't week one. And I mean, Eagles had. I they got AJ Brown, but he hasn't. <laughs> I think he played like one preseason, one preseason drive. I mean, no matter how much chemistry you have with Jalen Hurts in in practice, I mean, still hasn't played in a game yet. So it seemed like a lot of points there, and for Detroit. I mean, they hung they hung in against good teams last year for the most part. They had a lot of one-possession losses, and it just seems like a lot, especially for week one. Mm. I just wonder if that's – you know, I just don't know if – once again, what's the height? What's the hard knocks height? What's the – you know what I mean? It, it, there's so much, like, what if with um, these two teams because people are expecting a lot more from them this year than they we saw last year, and that's always so tricky. Uh, but that said, I don't have Detroit. a pick here. Do you? I'll write Detroit. I mean, I'm going to write it down for now. I said, I got, it's one of those one ifs that at the end, I'm going to have to figure shit out. Um, and I'm kind of looking at it here, but, uh, I'll, I'll take a stab at it now. Give me the four, uh, not in love with that Philly defense and what they did last year. I know they, they added some nice pieces and uh, they should be a lot better, but um, they're a big sit back and zone and let teams kind of do what they want and hope they make a mistake. Uh, hopefully Goff's, you know, if they take that approach again this year. Um, he doesn't really do that. So, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. No. Right. And, you know, he's got some, he's got uh, some nice pieces on that offense. Uh, so 
once again, just keeping it close, just close game. Uh, I'll, I'll, as of now, I'll take four points. I like it. I like it. They, uh, Detroit was a cash cow for us last year, so hopefully they uh, they start us off again this year. Right. We will move on over to Houston. Davis Mills. It's his team, which is kind of cool. Uh, I am rooting for him personally. He's hosting Indianapolis and the new look uh, offense with Matt Ryan under center. Uh, they are playing seven to eight. It's down to seven. People are slamming Houston, but you typically see that anything over a touchdown uh, in the NFL. It seems like in the year, uh, the dog gets slammed, especially at home. It's down to seven. The Colts, before I'm going to to you here the Colts ruined my survivor last year with a week one loss to Jacksonville was that last few years ago I think it was last year um or was that with Rivers two years ago uh one of those two um so that it was two years ago because they won the first game of the season and then didn't win again until because that was the year they got Trevor Lawrence right I think it was two years ago. Two years ago. Well, that's where my mind went. Um, <laughs> still shaking the rust off here. So basically, I'm staying away from this. It seems like Indy should win. I want no part of it. I don't like the line movement. I don't like them being on the road. We don't know what to expect from this offense. Matt Ryan might be washed, dude. I mean, we, we don't, you know what I mean? We don't know what to expect, in my opinion. So I'm going to stay away. I don't even have a take on the total because these offenses are such big unknowns. Um, I ain't betting on Lovey Smith in the year 2022, though. <laughs> Think of that much. Um, what do you got? I got my lock of the week in this game, oh. and it is over 45 and a half. Okay. Okay. Lock of the week. I just think I think the Colts can score, and I think they're going to want to prove that. And I think Matt Ryan's going to be revitalized with having – NFL caliber talent around him for the first time in a little while here. Mm. The so I think they're going to score. I think Davis Mills is more than than competent and can definitely put up. I, I I think I just need 17 from him. If you get me 17, I think we might be all right. Matt Ryan is always prone for those weird interceptions. I think we get one of those maybe in this game. And yeah, I I just like the over here. I. Neither defense is very good. Colts were middle of the pack last year. They they switched coordinators. Texans were god-awful. And all they did was bring in, like, different veterans on, like, minimum contracts. So I'm not really sure what they're doing. Lovey Smith's the coach. I mean, as you just said, you know, you can't bet on him. So, yeah, I think it's going to be – I think we're going to get some points in this one. I think Cooks might have like 960 yards in this one. Just hit the prop in the first game, and yeah, I think we, I, I think, I think we hit 46 easily. God, I hope so. That's my lock of the week, though. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Uh, it'll go one of two ways, right? Yeah, I, I think it's right there in front of you. Either you, you get the new look offense with Davis Mills kind of slinging the thing around, or, or you know, both sides go to shit. It feels like it's either going to be boom or bust there, but. Moving on to the last one o'clock game, Washington hosting Jacksonville. Opened Washington minus four. It is down to now two and a half with a total of 44. What do you got? I don't have much here, but I would lean. I think I'd lean Jacksonville. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it, this is an ugly game, but 
ugly doesn't mean we shouldn't watch it. It'll probably be pretty interesting. Peterson's first game there, Etienne's back. You got Christian Kirk on his max contract. You got some nice pieces for Jacksonville and a new coaching staff. Second year, Trevor Lawrence. And then on the other side, you got, you know, the commanders, Carson Wentz experience, first game there. And we'll see what those receivers and Dotson and Scary Terry can do. Uh, but I'm not touching anything. And I would probably lean Jacksonville. This, it seems like an ugly game, right? No. The under might be the play here. I'm riding with Washington. Okay. Um, once it dropped below three, uh, it kind of forced my hand. Uh, I talked about it in the preview yesterday with the Jags. They're they're another one of those darlings that um, you know people expect a lot from this year, and, and I can see the vision. But um, you know, Ron Rivera, he's a solid coach. Carson Wentz, I'm not. I'm one of his biggest haters, but w- with his weapons. Um, you know, O-line is good enough and uh, the defense that, you know, secondary can get taken advantage of. But, you know, is Christian Kirk, wide receiver one, doing that? Is Trevor Lawrence from last year doing that? I don't know. I don't see it. So anything less than the field goal here. Um, this spread makes it seem like these teams are even on a neutral field. Uh, you got the one side in Jacksonville being hyped up kind of leading into the season. You got the other side and with Dan Snyder and all the negative energy around that team, making it seem like they're trend down. But, you know, I'm sure Rivera's got that locker room a little bit more focused and, and kind of tuning that stuff out going into week one at the very least. It can go to shit very quickly, kind of like the Lions where, you know, once you start losing games with all that negative stuff going on, it can snowball. But as of week one, i um, going to keep it simple here. Uh a team at home is laying less than a field goal against the Jags. I'll, I'll take a chance on them. All right. Yeah, that's the first uh, Commanders game, too. So, mm-hmm. And I missed – I broke down on my sheet here, WFT, and I'm going to miss that. I like to miss that. that. Uh, they should have kept it, honestly. Yeah, I think everyone can agree on that, surprisingly. Yep. But uh, excited for this next one here because I'm going to – I can't even hold it back. This hoping we're on the same page here. Hit this me, baby. Like a, this feels like a C-Mac type of bet that I'm playing. Hit me, baby. Arizona, Kyler Murray and co. hosting Patty Mahomes. The Chiefs Chiefs are laying six now with a total of 53 and a half. You got anything here? Do you have a bet? We got to ride the over here. Oh, I was. I knew you were going to say that, and I was oh. going to stay away. I was going to try to be a little – I was gonna try to be a little responsible this year. Oh my god, you oh, got, you so got Arizona. JJ Watt, he's banged up. Don't know what's going on there. That defense should stick this year once again. You got Kyler on the other hand, who he should be able to sling it around with Hollywood Brown and Co. against that Chiefs defense, which is also going to be below average to start the year off at the very least. Um it's one of those it's it feels chalky, it feels square, but I'm that's one of those overs where if I pass on it, I'm going to sit there as the score is shooting up and be like, what, why, what have I done? So I got to ride it. What? What's the number? 53 and a half. Ah, uh, I think I say if it's over 54, I usually have to hit it. I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll ride with you. I'll, I'll ride that. I'll get, All right. I'm going to add that to my card. I thought it's just, that was, it's I, just, it's too fun. Isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's, it's so much fun. All right. We'll take that over. I, I agree with you. I think it, I think it should be high scoring. It just seems like a high number for the first week of the season, but they'll probably hit it. And if they don't hit it, well, you know what? It was all part of the journey. Yeah. It's, um, 
I'm very interested to watch both of those teams this year because I think you might have a lot of good live over opportunities with them. Um, Arizona, especially if they try to go a little bit more vertical compared to horizontal, they might be a really big over team throughout the year, uh, scoring a little bit faster because they, they run a, a quick pace. And that defense, man, it's got holes, especially in the secondary. Yeah. Uh, if Watt starts missing time where he's playing less than 100%, with him, it's a matter of when will he get hurt, not even if he'll get hurt at this point. Yeah, um, with no Chandler Jones, too. They got nobody on that line to really right. pressure anybody. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Chiefs O-line is stout, uh, should give Patty plenty of time. I'm, I'm high on him this year, my MVP pick. So, all in all, you know, uh, give me the over. Uh, when the final card comes out, might see a team total over with the Chiefs. I, sh- I see them scoring at will, man. I see them really putting up numbers. And... Um, they're inside in Arizona against what I described as the most college-esque team in the NFL, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, how soft they are in Arizona. So, 100%. Um, I, I think a lot of people are doubting them, uh, the Chiefs says, and I just see them making a statement here. So uh, Chiefs heavy card, I think, this week for me. But um, let's get it going. These games are sick. Now that I'm looking at the rest of the games, finally, uh, we were – as we were kind of working through this, I was like, these games kind of suck. <laughs> I was so excited for week one that we were talking. I was like, damn, these games are fucking shit. But uh, four o'clock's loaded because then moving on, we got Vegas heading to L.A., the other L.A. team, which I didn't realize they had such a quick turnaround. They're rocking the, the Rams Thursday and the Chargers on Saturday uh, or Sunday. Oh, wow. Uh, granted, that stadium's so new and so advanced. I'm sure it's not like MetLife where you probably got to like fucking pick take down signs and shit. It's probably very uh, automated, uh, digital. But regardless, LA is laying three and a half now. It's off the three. Um, total of 52. What do you got here? I don't have anything here. I, I don't know how to... I, I, this is another game I don't really know how to read, but I'm fucking excited to watch. I think... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Raiders' defense has enough to stop the Chargers. But I don't know if they have to stop the Chargers. I don't know if it's going to be the Raiders' defense that stops the Chargers or Brendan Staley who stops the Chargers, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I know he's going to have some stupid, stupid, stupid decisions in him that might work. They might not. It's hard to it's hard to bet that. I mean, just last year in the last game of the season, these two teams almost tied, and that was the Raiders without Devontae Adams. So. I don't know how to read this. I think I would lean the over because I, I think the Raiders are still going to put up points, even with these new additions from the Chargers. And the Chargers shouldn't struggle to put up points either. So I would lean the over here, but I don't have an official play. I'm just going to watch this one and I'll probably hit some props. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaning Chargers. Uh, I spoke about on the preview once again that fade the Raiders a little bit this year um, after riding them last year. I just, like you talked about, Staley and the Chargers overall, I wish it was three. If it was still three, I'd be on it. Um, the three and a half is too scary. I, I, I could still end exactly on three. So uh, I'm going to stay away. But yeah, I mean, Chargers should have put up points with, with ease against that uh, Raiders D. Yeah. But we will keep on moving on. We got Minnesota Hosting Green Bay, Minnesota's catching one and a half at home with a total of 47. Uh, you probably know where I'm going here. I'm I'm leaning Green Bay heavy. I'm not taking it yet because 
I don't know what to expect from Minnesota, and I see them very good this year. So I week one to just go against them immediately at home is a little scary. But I'm leaning Green Bay very heavily here. Wouldn't be surprised if that ends up on the card. Uh, talked about Green Bay. I love their defense. Um, I think Rodgers is going to be fine with that receiving core. Uh, it's okay to kind of have, like, you know, a, a receiver by committee approach um, when you have a, the back-to-back MVP uh, under center. And um, big fans of the, uh, the running back room. So, uh, overall, I think Minnesota's D is lacking. Uh, it's just that offense that that could go crazy. but. I love Green Bay's D. So, you know what I mean? I'm leaning Green Bay. It's just tough on the road. What do you got? Yeah. I agree with you. I like Green Bay's defense a lot. The ice cream man's going by. Sorry about that. Let's go. <laughs> just like, let's take five. Yeah. I like Green Bay's. <laughs> I like Green Bay's defense too. Um, it seems like I you would think these two teams are probably gonna try to establish the run, pound the rock, if you will. Um so with that being in mind, instead of the under, I'm going to take the Vikings money line just because I think I'm a Vikings guy this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy into this. And Rodgers is two and two against them last last four meetings. He has 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So that's good. But I I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, an adjustment period without Devontae Adams. You know, like the way I was thinking about this was when, when the Packers need a first down on, on, on like third and long or something, third and short, just, just every time it was Rogers to Devante, you know, third and goal from the five yard line. It was like a quick out to Devante. He doesn't have that now. So what, who's he going to go to? I don't know if he knows who he's going to go to yet. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a disconnect and a lack of chemistry there between Rogers and his receivers. Now it'll probably it'll probably just be like Aaron Jones, right? And then AJ Dillon too. I mean, the running back room is great there, but I, I I think I think Minnesota has enough to get this done at home as well. So I like her cousins at home, and uh, and that receiving core even against that 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 vaunted Green Bay defense. Very fair, very very fair. Moving on, you already uh, had a pick in this game, but we got Tennessee laying five and a half at home against the G-Men with Brian Dable now uh, at the helm. Uh, total of 43 and a half. I'm just going to stay away from this. Uh, too hard to tell what's going on with either team here. Uh, I would lean Giants first half maybe, you know, coming out of the gate hot, uh, some cool things on offense. Um, I believe they should be catching like three, three and a half, I would assume, probably three. Uh, but um, I'm in no rush to get involved with them yet. Let's see what they can do. But uh, boring game. I'm not really – don't really want to watch that one. Yeah, agreed. I I, I, don't, I think it's going to be a bit of a clunker here. Um, yeah. You know, Tennessee just lost Landry for the year towards ACL, so that's going to really hurt that pass rush and that defense, which probably would have done pretty well against the Giants offensive well, line here. So I would, I would lean Giants. I know I already took the Giants, but that was just because of 9-11. So – I, I still would lean Giants here, but yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Can the Giants stop Derrick Henry? That that's I would assume that's what it comes down to. And if they do that, I think they'll keep this close. I think they'll they'll cover the spread. If they can't, it might be a long day in the office. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's almost like two shitty or what should be shitty defenses against two offenses that kind of want to just we don't know what the Giants want to do but Daniel Jones doesn't you know inspire anyone 
and uh, Tennessee wants to just run the ball. So I could see them just like controlling the clock and just running it down their throat. You know what I mean? Controlling the game. And it's just kind of next thing you know, you're asking Jones to do a lot quick and that doesn't go well. So it's just a gross game, Um, but we'll see. All right, on to the Sunday night affair. We got two games left. We have this is the same opening night game as last year. Dallas Tampa. Yeah, is, right? This this was on Thursday night last year. This yeah. was the opening game. Yeah, so Dallas is home. Uh, they're catching two and a half with a total of fifty and a half. I'll let you start. I so I don't have a I don't have a pick yet, but I would lean. Call me crazy. I'd lean Dallas here. Mm-hmm. It, it, so both. Both teams' offensive lines are, are, are beat up, right? Mm-hmm. The quarterback situation, you have Dak Prescott, who's a lot more mobile than, than, than Tommy Brady. So I think that there's an advantage there for the Cowboys. After that, I mean, Godwin's not back, right? So, no, he was, he was practicing with no brace today, running around. So there's a very good chance he plays. Now, he's definitely not 100%, but there's a very good chance he suits up. Okay, I still like Dallas, just because I. It, it seems like a close game. Two defenses that uh, the Bucks are probably a little better defensively. It is Tabo's first game as well. I know he's not a rookie coach though, because he coached the Jets. Um, just but at Jerry World, even though they don't really even, you know, I'm kind of talking myself out of this. They don't really perform well Tampa. at Jerry World either. Yeah, yeah. No, the Cowboys don't really do well at home. I feel like they just have a shit ton of pressure on them. Yeah, you know what? I I don't really have a lean here. I guess maybe I lean the Buccaneers, and I just talk myself out of it. I can break this down very easily. When when you look at that, first of all, that that Dallas O line, Tyron Smith, that loss might have been the biggest loss of the year so far. Yes, um, they are now. They brought in four year old Jason Peters, who I don't believe is even suiting up for the game most likely. But if he does, he's playing guard, and they're going to pick out that guard they drafted from Tulsa to left tackle. Yep. Uh, he struggled as a left tackle at Tulsa uh, with holding penalties. So now he's got to go up against that Bucks D line. Um, who uh, who they had on that D line? Was it Hicks? Is that who they brought in? Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Team Hicks. Hold on. I'm sorry. I guess I, when we're doing our preview crap, I as you can imagine, got a lot of things uh, mixed up here. But yeah, Akeem Nick. Uh, Akeem. Yeah, he's a, Akeem Hicks. He's on a uh, Tampa now. Um, they brought him in. He's a beast. I think um, they're going to wreak havoc. And then when you kind of look at what the Cowboys want to do, they want to run the ball. Jerry Jones, not only run the ball, they want to run it with six specifically. <laughs> so, so if there's one thing you literally cannot do against the Bucs the last few years, it's run the ball. So that's great that he wants to not only run it against the best run defense in the league, but also use one of the worst or at least efficient running backs there is right now. Uh, video just surfaced of Zeke at a club last night. Absolutely wasted. So uh, I love that. My boy's partying. Drafted him in fantasy, so that's good. Um, so add that all together. And then you look at the receiving core where it's just CD lamb. And I, and I, I'm not even exaggerating just CD lamb. <laughs> so, um, that's how that side, I view that whole area over there on that side of the ball. The other side, you got Brady who, yes, he, um, he's dealing with some O-line issues, but people forget that before we got to Tampa, we did not talk about this Tampa O-line as if they were like the greatest in the league. I think a lot has to do with the quarterback identifying coverage, getting the ball out quick, this and that. Mike reads all that shit. I think they'll be fine. Even if the O-line struggles, I do see them being able to make some adjustments, whether it's running the ball with, uh, you know, Lenny, this and that. He, he cut his weight down. 
you got that receiving core where now with Godwin possibly playing week one, it's absolutely loaded. Between yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage is no is no you know schlub. And then you also got uh Joe Jones of all people just like kind of hiding in the shadows. It's just hiding inside. Love that for Brady. Um so yeah, overall, I'm I'm kind of expecting a slower pace from the Bucks in the offensive end, though, to your point with the O-line issues, most likely. So I'm I'm going Bucks and I'm probably gonna go under. Bucks and under here. I like both it. sides, both sides probably gonna run the ball. They definitely have that feeling of like, oh shit, they can air it out. I don't see the Cowboys being able to really air it out like they want to this. Year. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they can either. The lack of receiving options and, and lack of yeah. O line. I mean, Dak's gonna be running for his life if he's taking seven step drops. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I think Dalton. So, I'll tell you what. I think I like Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz props. Yeah, just because yeah. just because of what we just said, it's probably going to be some quick passes. He doesn't really have anybody besides Ceedee Lamb. So yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to be looking for some Dalton Schultz props as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. Um, Alrighty, last game of the slate Monday night. We have Russ returning home. So we got both Baker. Am I missing anything else? We got Baker playing the Browns, and we got Russ playing the C- uh, Seahawks. But uh, and They're Flacco up, playing the Ravens, bro. And Flacco Ravens, Flacco Ravens. Um, that's great. But uh, you got Denver laying six and a half now. Open four, total 44 and a half, 45. Want to note that Russell Wilson went to a Seattle Storm game the other day, booed by the Seattle crowd. Yeah, that does not surprise yeah. me. See, I, I was I was interested. I thought you would yeah, you can't blame the guy for wanting to leave when you Super Bowl, but I digress. Um, I'll start real quick. If this gets to seven, I got to take Seattle just off the, the, the prime time game, uh, crowd going nuts. Just the um, principle. Yeah. Just getting seven, uh, could take, uh, it could take a little bit for that Denver team to kind of mesh on offense. Um, that's where I'm at. Where are you at? Um, so I don't know where I'm at on this game. This is the. I should have asked you this before this game, but um, what do you think the most expensive ticket this week is? As far as the entire slate? Yes. Uh, do you know the answer? Yeah, it's this game. The, uh, uh, resales are going for like $500 for the cheapest ticket. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Seattle's an expensive city, right? Not really. There's no okay. income tax there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Washington. This is a lot of weed, man. A lot of weed. So yeah. the, the crowd's going to be probably pretty that, chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch your tone. Yankees won. Let's go. <laughs> so the crowd might be a little chill, bro. They might be. Um, yeah, did you see Did you see why Russ got so mad originally at, at Pete Carroll and ownership? No. Oh, there, was a, there was an article that came out today. That's um, a, a big kind of, uh, I wouldn't say dust up, but in like 2019, um, Russ wanted to like win the MVP and he was like right behind Lamar Jackson and mm. Lamar Jackson had a buy and Russ was against, I think the Falcons, they were up 21, mm. nothing and a half. They threw the ball five times in the second half. They wound up winning 27, 20. But Russ was pissed that they only threw five times because he really wanted to win MVP. <laughs> hey, I which I, I, I don't blame him. I do not no. blame him. We've been saying that for the last three years yeah. with the Seahawks. Let Russ cook. 
Um, he also got mad that the GM scouted Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. They would have taken Mahomes late in the first if he was still available. <laughs> Which I think the, I they think would have the, they would have they would have spent a third round pick on Mahomes if he dropped and he was taking tenth overall. Which I, <laughs> which I think the bigger story there is that the Seahawks GM might be onto something. Scott, <laughs> yeah, the greatest, greatest QB scout out there. Because we also got a Russell Westbrook's probably the best quarterback to come out of the third round ever, right? Or I, I don't. You got me there. I don't know what quarterbacks have come out of the third right. round. I guess I meant. I guess I meant anyone taken outside the first, besides yeah. you know Brady, obviously. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so back to this game. Um. I was thinking along the lines of a little Seattle, maybe first quarter, first half, because I think that place is going to be absolutely nuts. Russ is going to be emotional one way or the other. Pete Carroll and that whole Seahawks team, DK Lockett, they can't be happy he left. They're going to be pissed off all those defensive players that went against him in practice for the last three, four years, he's not wearing the red jersey anymore. They can get mm. after him. Mm. I think they're going to be ready to go. He's on a new team with a new offense. It might take a little time, as you said, to to get into the flow of things. So I don't think they're good enough to beat them. I don't even know about the spread, depending on what happens, but I I, I like early on Seattle, I think. Because I don't think Geno Smith's I mean, he's obviously a downgrade from Russell Wilson, but I think he's a competent NFL quarterback to a certain extent. Oh, I'm fine with Gino. I, I told you earlier today, I, I'm totally fine with him. When I watched him last year, I, I think I bet on him uh, against, uh, I think it was Pittsburgh, maybe on primetime. Um, yeah, he, he brought my bet home, and I was fine with him. He's, he's he, one of the he, better backups, I think. Yeah, and he and, and and he's been there. It's not like you know he's he's coming right. in as a backup and, and now getting the start. He's he's been there for you know a few years. He knows the offense. He knows. He knows the receivers. He knows, you know, the the verbiage and the play calls and everything. So he he knows everything. So yeah, I I, I think I'm going to take I'm going to take Seattle first half, whatever the spread is. Okay. Once that comes out, because I still don't have it on my book, but so I'm like going to take that. that. I like yep. that. All righty. Um, cool. So I think I just have to cap off here with I need a survivor pick and I need another leg to my teaser and I'm kind of debating mixing the two. I don't think I am. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to do something that I did last year, which I think it's stupid, but like it worked a lot last year for me. I'm, I'm on Green Bay and then I'm going to tease Minnesota up through three and seven to seven and a half. Um, okay. A little bit crazy, but fuck it. And then for my survivor pick, I'm going to go San Fran. Uh, between Baltimore and them. Uh, so you aren't saying? Yeah. Uh, do we want to do, we can do the same or? or you yeah, we can to... do the same. I mean, we can't go more than, uh, so we're done with the Niners after this. Right. Um, I mean, dude, there's, there's 17 games. So the chances of us picking the same team are going to be. Right. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm scanning quick. Scan it real quick. Yeah, it's really between them or uh so you you're uh, taking Baltimore. Green Bay though? Yeah, I am on Green Bay. Okay. All right, you know, I'm I guess write it down for now. We'll 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 get the official cards. I'm uh I'm also gonna be on Green Bay. Uh as far as my lock though, I think you want to do the the play locks, uh Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay. With the spread after, after, 
yeah, after everything we talked about, I think that by far is my favorite uh, handicap out of all of them. All right, so our parlay this week is going to be Tampa minus one and a half and Colts-Texans over 45 and a half. All right, mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it. And we're both on a Niners survivor. Yep. All right, all right. That is a wrap on week one. We will post picks coming up. I know Foley's ready to go for Thursday, so we're going to have his picks up. I'm going to add a few. Um, when nine o'clock rolls around, just think of me playing hockey and how miserable I'm going to be because football is going to be on, but no, uh, and then we'll post picks on Sunday and everything. And we're actually going to track our picks this year. So we'll have something to, uh, to compare to. It's going to be awesome where the last two years, I, I know for a fact I did very well, but we didn't track very well. And I know I'm going to suck this year now. Oh <laughs> you yeah. Know? We're going to have like black and white, just like 30% hit rate. Um, I think yeah. I had I was probably around like 35 percent last year, but I hit like two two first down touch, t- two first touchdown yeah. scores, and it just like set me up for the rest of the year. But yeah, I I'm awful that. Like this. Right. Um, it's gonna be crazy with the props this year and everything. There's so many options. Um, I'm actually thinking about creating like an action uh, an account on Action Network to put our picks into. Um, I'll tweet that out if anything though. We'll figure it out. Yep. All right. Anything else? Alrighty. No, I am so excited. I'm just so happy. I am so happy too. All right, everybody, we made it. Football is back tomorrow. Enjoy it. Drink some beer, eat some wings, and uh, let's make some money. Mm.